florals for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I... I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have s such doubts. <laughs> okay, movie time episode 58 with Anginari. We have a review of The Lighthouse today. An interesting film, to say the least. Um, what did we have last week? Oh, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> not really forget. I now mean, that Emma movie. Stone's back in the uh, limelight. Yeah, Emma Stone. Um, all right, so, uh, yeah, let's get into what we're watching. Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my whole litany of shows, but the new show I started this week was The Bold Type. It's kind of like a bad show, but I watch what it. What streaming is it on? It's Hulu, but it's through Freeform. Oh. It's like the same platform that Cruel Summer is streaming on. I don't know. It's just very, it's whatever. It's, I just want to see how it ends. Um, and then ne this week is the uh, last, or tonight actually, is the last episode of Mare. So I'm going to do like a kind of review with that next week. Well, don't spoil it. Because I think I'm going to binge mm, it now that it's over. I won't so. spoil it. I'll just say if I thought the ending was good or bad. All right. Uh, Master of None Season 3. Uh, so this was an interesting one. Very artistically shot. Um, I think that was kind of the main... I don't know, like the main goal of the season. It was based off of Aziz's friend, um, or, or his name is Dev in the show, but uh, Lena Waithe and her uh, partner, and then they go their separate ways, and then they have their own like struggles that they're going through. It's like five episodes. There's a couple like hour long ones. There was a couple, you know, twenty or like thirty minute ones. Um, and then like Aziz is in the show for like maybe five minutes total uh, in the season. I think he did it purposefully because of what happened a few years ago with the whole like me too thing that he had. And, um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, after what happened in the last season, I was hoping that it would pick up from where it left off and it just didn't, it was okay. It was just a very, eh, like they, there was a lot of stuff that like was focus, focusing on the mi minutia. Like there was like a time where, like this, the one character uh, wants to get pregnant, and she's she's older, and she's had she's had troubles getting pregnant, so she does the uh, she does in vitro, mm -hmm. and they like showed it must have been like five minutes of her just like unpacking the medicine, like and then like like inject like it just they just did like a lot of things where it's just like okay like can we move this along, like something. What's the tone of the show supposed to be? Uh, it's called Moments in Love, I guess. No, I mean like the tone, like the. Was it funny? Is the it first two seasons are like the first season's definitely funny. Second season takes a little bit more of a serious, like uh, not serious, but it, it's not as funny. And then this one was like just not that funny. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I just never have gotten into that show. I like the first two a lot. It's just like this one, eh. Um, Flight, Denzel Washington. I mean, he's so fucking good. I love that movie. That movie's kind of overrated, though. It is. It is a little overrated, but oh, he's so the good. Coke. He's like, because I'm an alcoholic. That's a great ending, too. Uh, watch that. It's on Prime for free. I watched Mamma Mia for the first time. Uh, for the first time? The first time. Man, okay, here's a couple thoughts. We always talk about how bad Pierce Brosnan is. He's bad, but he gives some good in the uh, SOS song. He gives some fucking flavor in that song. I can't remember that. Um, but he sucks for the most part. Uh, the plot is, man, it's bad. Uh I wanted Star uh, Skarsgård got no love in that movie. He did not get enough time. I was rooting for him to be the dad, but he gets a lot of time in the second movie. I feel like. okay, good. Uh, and I just hated the end. Like, oh, we're just not. I don't like Pierce Brosnan getting a second chance. Um, yeah, and Mrs. Weasley being in it is interesting. Uh, she is. Yeah, she's the friend with short hair. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, isn't yeah. Christine Baranski in it? The other friend, yeah, Tanya. Yeah, I think yeah, she's good. Um. She's actually, I think, the, in the, besides Meryl, I guess, I think she's the best musical theater person in that. Like, she was in Chicago, the movie Chicago, uh, and, as Mary Sunshine. And you could tell just by the way she was, like, 
on her when it was her number, she did like a really good job. There was just some very some very bad dialogue. Um, I give it like a four. Like if I had to say it was really? like a four out of I ten. I mean, it's just like I, I love know. the music. I like the plot but... that it's Meryl Streep is a loose woman. <laughs> yeah. and she has no idea. Meryl who Streep the... is a slut. Um, but it looks fun. I, I wish there. they were like I wish, and I just kind of like was annoyed that Meryl Streep was like really mad at all the guys for like not coming to see her daughter. Like they would have no like she, she kept it from them. <laughs> that wow. she had a kid. Well, like, they show the backstory in Mamma Mia 2. Okay, all right, fair. <laughs> but I'm excited for sharing that. I mean, okay, I like... they have her cast as Meryl Streep's mother, and I'm like, mm-hmm. in what They're universe? They're the same age. They're like 10 years apart, maybe? Yeah. Not even? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably 10 years. So uh, I watched The Favorite, too, for the first time. Thoughts? 8.4 out of 10. It was good. Uh, the, the acting really makes the it. I mean, pretty fucking good. What happens in the end? She basically is like, so basically she gets what she wants, but then she's now the new oh, toy. Yeah, yeah, she's the new she's like, yeah, tortured yeah. Pretty much. Uh, they, I mean, yeah, Rachel Wise was awesome. Uh, Olivia Coleman was, <laughs> man, what a wild character, Olivia, because I think she won the Oscar for that. I, I think, think they based it off of certain things from that queen, from that, though, didn't they? Oh, did they? Maybe. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was a wild thing. one. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Yeah, crazy movie. Um, Good camera angles and stuff. Yeah, like a lot of fish eyes. The Yorgos like, Lenthimos. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, you got to rent it though. There's no, I don't think it's out for streaming. I had to rent it. So Rachel Wise is in another uh, gay movie with. Um, she gay. Rachel Adams. No, unfortunately. Rachel McAdams. Uh, yeah, Rachel McAdams. I don't know why I keep calling her Rachel Adams lately. <laughs> uh, and then I, so American Ninja Warrior. This is an no. interesting one. So when I'm at the gym, it's on typically. And I just love, like, even though there's no sound, I love when they do the sob stories and then they make the fail on the second obstacle. I just love that. So there's only one season on Hulu. So me and Jake really got into it yesterday. Um, but I just love, I laugh so hard when they fall. And I'm not like a really like a slapstick comedy kind of guy, but like when they just like fail, it's just really funny because they take it so seriously. These people are weirdos. The American, like there's gyms. I just all over don't the country. get that show. It's just about being ripped. It's just well, it's about like parkour <laughs> shit, basically. Oh, I forgot to add that Tim. Okay, so I've been trying to find the first four seasons of Project Runway. They've eradicated it from the internet. Like you can't even buy. Maybe, the there, maybe there's a lot of cancelable behavior. There's a lot of things saying. in it. There, there's, but it's like one of the earliest reality TV competition shows. I think that show was the model that Bravo used for Top Chef and every other sort of reality competition show that they have now. Um, but Tim. And I found it, and we found a way to watch it. Um, and I've been wa- we watched the first four episodes yesterday, and like it was just crazy watching the early seasons of that. Like the models were a big proponent of it, so like if the models fucked up, then the designers got fucked over. Oh, and, like, that's annoying. One of the models was sixteen. I don't mm. know, and like someone there was like a few straight guys on it, and like they're, they're like. <laughs> They're like, I like women. They're like cars. It's just very, but it's so good. Like it's, it's early 2000s. Yeah, it was like one of the first reality TV shows I watched. It was 2005, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's all I got um, for this week. I watched a good amount. Uh, news, the movie news. Um, news that Kevin Spacey has been cast in the upcoming film, <laughs> Luomo Che Desegno Dio, The Man Who Drew God, uh, has caused a stir in recent days, not least because of his dramatic fall from ga- grace uh, amid a sexual assault allegations via Newsweek. Uh, the Italian project will see the two-time Oscar winner, 61, portray a detective with a connection to Emmanuel, uh, played by Franco Nero, a blind man gifted with the ability to draw portraits <laughs> of people by hearing their voices. Okay, first of all, Kevin Spacey needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we don't need him anymore. I was never like I before, never missed him pre allegations. I was never like, oh, I lo- he's yeah. he's an amazing actor. Like when uh, one of our friends Ian like likes him a lot in terms of his acting ability and I watched like Usual Suspects and like Ian's like it's the best twist of all time I'm like it did nothing for me uh 21 is the like the, the movie I've probably seen with him the most like the most in it and he's just like he's a fucking creeper he's a piece of shit he's a creeper he does those stupid holiday YouTube videos every year I know that's what I mean like, why would hire him he's a liability he's a psychopath yeah, that's so... I wonder... He got off easy. Yeah, he got off really easy. He literally just fled to Italy. Does he live in Italy now? I think he's in really? Italy. That's why it's an Italian movie. <laughs> that's a fucking... He's probably hanging out with uh, Roman Polanski, too. Is he in Italy? No, I don't know. He flew... Like he's somewhere out. He's not in the United States, but no, he's living somewhere in Europe, just probably doing certain things yeah. that I will not name. 
Um, yeah, so fuck him. Uh, Samuel E. Wright, best known for voicing Sebastian the Little Mermaid, has died at 74. R.I.P. Was this guy in anything else? Or is he Not just a voice I... actor? I didn't look up his like whole Samuel life e. story, but obviously iconic. Uh... Under the sea. No. <laughs> uh, <Cut> another <laughs> another R.I.P. Kevin Clark, uh, who played Freddy in School of Rock, dead at age 32. He got hit by a, a car while on Jesus, his bike. Jesus, man. Um, I was wondering how he really died. Really sad, really sad. Um, and like all the, I think like Miranda Cosgrove posted and like Jack Black posted about God. it. And yeah, it's just really sad. Um, yeah, I feel like sad. dying by accident is probably one of the worst ways to die. Like just because it's just well, like not an for accident. you, but for the other people. Because well, you're yeah, dead, everyone but... around you. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. just like that sucks so bad. Like you just die by an accident. You couldn't like, you yeah. just get hit by easily a car. avoided. Yeah, it's like just chance, basically. Yeah, well, just chance. True. I was trying to think of something else to say, but <laughs> well, R.I.P. R.I.P. Freddie. I mean, we love, right. we love uh, School of Rock, so. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, oh, also, I mean, we never talked about it. The news that those two were dating from, oh, uh, right. I think it was, it's the the chubby kid. I cannot think of his name. Yeah. Uh, Frankie. And then the girl, and I can't think of her name. Miranda? No. No. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. I can't think of her name, but she's sings. the one who's got the pigtails. Yeah. Uh, they're like married in real life, and that just like came to light on social media, which is awesome. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers is an upcoming American drama streaming television miniseries based on the 2018 novel of the same name by Leanne Moriarty. The series is created by David E. Kelly and John Henry Butterworth that is slated to be released on August 18th, 2021 on Hulu. Series will star Nicole Kidman, Michael Shannon, Melissa McCarthy, and more. Uh, David E. Kelly was the showrunner for The Undoing and Big Little Lies. I was wondering why you put this on here because I didn't I see it. I should have made you it, watch the trailer for this. Is when it bad, I saw bad? this, I was so mad. Does it look that bad? It looks so bad. Like it's literally just like all these people at like a therapy retreat. Oh, no. And it's like, everyone's like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, Nicole Kidman comes out in this long blonde wig and she's like, hi. Wait, she's got a wig on? I'm pretty sure it's a or wig. Like extensions or something? I'm so tired of this. I'm t- The fact that it's the guy who did The Undoing, which. I will say that that might be one of the worst shows that's been on HBO. What? I yeah. thought you ended up liking it. No, I it. thought it was a horrible show. While I was watching it, they kept throwing in things where you're like, something's going to happen here. Something's going to happen here. Bad. Some if, red herrings. No, but they just literally, <laughs> there's so many red herrings that like that you thought was going to allude to something. And like that show is just so bad. And also if anyone, don't watch it. But if you can, look up Donald Sutherland's monologue about being a cocksucker. <laughs> it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. But I'm just so like, if they're going to cast Nicole Kidman, at least let her be Australian. I'm so tired of listening to her force an American accent. Ugh. I mean, I like Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, I was mad that he's in it. Also like Melissa McCarthy finally... She's, she's gonna be in a drama. Yeah, role. but she also. But she They'll did, probably well, make she her did, funny. She did do the one. She did do the one drama. The uh, Can you ever forgive me? Oh right. She, but like, she also came out with like one of the worst movies ever with that like Space Force with Octavia Spencer. Yeah. So it's like she like for every one movie she does that's good, she does a movie that's just like awful. Um, she always gets. Ca- I mean, she gets to cast and terror, but it's like you have to accept the role at this point. She's got the cachet where I think she could do. Whatever she wants, so she doesn't really need to be typecast into those. Like, kind of surprised she doesn't try her hand at like writing and directing or something. Maybe she has. Hmm. I don't know. Is her husband gonna be in the show too? <laughs> Wait, was Melissa McCarthy on SNL ever? Or no. no. Okay, no, so she no. just came, which is wild because I knew her from Gilmore Girls, which was was a fun. The show was funny, but it's not like the same funny humor she does now. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. I forgot she was. I always forget Suki. she's in that. <laughs> what cute. is that? What's that name? I don't know. Suki, interesting chef. interesting uh m night Shyamalan is coming out with a new horror movie called old uh the tra- the full trailer just came out and we God. both watched it um it looks pretty funny like it's almost intriguing in the fact that i want to see it to see how bad it is but it's like apparently basically these people go to a be- i mean the, if you watch the trailer the whole movie is 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 revealed on yeah, the trailer why, ugh, so she like they go trailer. to this beach and like everybody turns old instantly like the the kids turn like the kids are like six and eight or something and they come back and they're like 16 and and then the daughter gets magically pregnant in two seconds it just yeah that doesn't make sense sense to me because like if your body would age fine but like to just be randomly inseminated so like that sort of (laughs) presupposes that there's like another dimension where you're living out your entire life oh maybe that's the Shyamalanian twist 
the twist is it's actually all connected back to Split. Split. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually invincible. I mean, this um, what's it called? The um, that show on Apple with uh, Ron Weasley. That's a good oh, show. Oh, the servant. Yeah, servant. Yeah, good, but yeah, he's an interesting uh, character. M. Night Shyamalan. I'm honestly. Tr- he rode the coattails of like a couple good movies. We're going to do uh, The Village at some point. No, yes, I can't watch uh, You have to that. watch it. Sometimes we do things. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. He should be uh, embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Also, role. the kid who's in it. Um, I'm still tra- traumatized the by his from performance in Hereditary. Why, Honestly, does he suck in Hereditary? Is he good? He's just, it's just like a traumatizing performance. Like It's just too memorable. It's scarred into my brain. i got to watch that soon. I don't know if I can, but I think I have to. Well, it's probably better if you know what's coming, honestly. I mean, I kind of know what's coming. Like, we had no idea when we went into theaters, and when we saw when I saw that movie, I had a like literal full on panic attack at the movie <laughs> theater. Um, Luca Guadagnino on reuniting with Timothy Chalamet, moving away from Call Me by Your Name sequel. Um, to devotees of Best Picture uh, Oscar nominee Call Me by Your Name, who are hopeful for a sequel, uh, Guadagnino made it sound doubtful. Uh, the whole thing has gotten complicated. Chalamet will be busy making blockbusters like Dune sequels and playing the young Willy Wonka, and co-star Army Hammer has been dropped from numerous projects over troubling off-camera allegations. Like just not that long ago, wasn't it? Like a setup for like five. That's what I mean. It's just funny because I thought there was like going to be five. He's like, works. we're going to do five Call Me by Your Names. Which, I don't know how that would work. I haven't seen the first one, so. Yeah, how could they... <laughs> I, I just don't understand how you could do Beyond 2 with that story. But just, ew. Like, honestly, the, the I think that Guadagnino... Guadagnino. Guadagnino <laughs> is a good director. And I think he... Like, I'm, I want to see, like, his new movies and stuff. But that movie... It's not even his. It's based on a book. So, it's like, I don't blame him necessarily for the plot of that. But it's like a really fucking weird representation of a gay relationship. Like, a lot of gay people have problems with it <laughs> um it's just and also just army hammer <laughs> arm hamburger uh, arm um, hamburger um uh okay r.i.p to that project though <laughs> yeah um Lindsay Lo- did you cut out the part where uh what? you cut out the news that Dim- timothy chalamet is playing oh well Willy it's just Wonka. confirmed that he's gonna be yeah, Willy yeah. Wonka. we've I mean, talked about it before but did we oh yeah we talked about it briefly i like before. it we'll see We'll see what they do with the plot. If I, it's all going to come down to the trailer. <laughs> yeah, this the trailer. Tra- the trailer is going to tell I mean, a lot. I don't think anybody... I a lot who's of, the director, though. A lot of people will say that, like, nobody can beat Gene Wilder's representation, which is probably true, but this is also, like, a different storyline. This line. is going to show Timothy's... I mean, he's basically been in a pretty safe realm of characters, I would say. Yeah, this is out, most outside the box, I think. I liked him a lot in... Little woman. Who's yeah, good, but that who's was that, not Little that woman. outside. The no, box. it wasn't that outside the box. But he was more energetic in that role than like beautiful boy or lady <laughs> or bird. Like, we had to do a proper review. Of mumbling lady bird the entire <laughs> the entire movies of like each one of those. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan will star in a new romantic comedy about a newly engaged and spoiled hotel heiress who finds herself in the care of a handsome blue collar lodge owner and his precocious daughter after getting total amnesia in a skiing accident. Um, blue collar lodge I mean, terrible plot. I mean, the plot sounds so fucking bad, but I'm excited for Lindsay Lohan to make a return from acting. She's yeah, had like a few movies that like no one has watched. Yeah, which so I don't. But this, this is like sounds mainstream. like a. Mm, it sounds like a movie that no one's gonna watch. It they'll promote the hell out of it. I think when it comes out on Netflix, There's and people will watch it. Too many things. Precocious <laughs> daughter, total amnesia. She's newly engaged. Accident. Why yeah. do they have to do blue collar lodge owner? <laughs> because like, the the, the, di- the dichotomy. She's rich. Oh, he's right, blue collar. She's an heiress, and he's a blue collar lodge owner. She's a hotel. Heiress. I feel like you gotta make. Is she supposed money. to be playing like Paris Hilton, like a Paris Hilton hotel heiress? I don't know. Kathy Hilton. Oh my god. She on was she on Housewives? She's a friend of the season, and like that woman is certifiably. Insane. Is she like the well? Not she's Paris Hilton's mom. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. interesting. I feel like that shows no offense to the show, but I feel like the show's too low for her in terms of stature. It is. That's why she's friend of. Oh, okay. But we don't want we don't want full blown celebrities on that show. It's not good. Um, Joker two will reportedly be co written and by the original movie's director and co writer Todd Phillips. I haven't seen the first one, and I almost kind of refuse to watch it because. <laughs> I just don't care. Like I really, really, really don't so care. Bad. I want Joker in a comic book realm. I don't want Joker as a fucking um, as like literal a- incel, <laughs> literal incel vibes, incel anthem. I, yeah, I just don't like. 
this is kind of like the new the new white kid's favorite movie. Like it used to be Wolf of Wall Street. Now it's Joker. Yeah. Like a, a white kid who like thinks he's like who a, has, like, a film guy. He thinks he has taste. Um, it's like that guy on um TikTok. What's his name? The Barrel. Bro- who is it? Oh, Barrel Brothers. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Bro- oh my God, he's so funny. Um, <laughs> do you think this is cinema? Um, yeah, it's basically that. Like. This is like people think they have like high taste when they watch this movie. I, I don't just... think many people are going to be. People are already dunking on it online. Like, I think a lot of people were curious before the first Joker. Like, even I was. But, man. Also, that was another anxiety inducing theater experience because there were so many reports of people saying that they were going to shoot up theaters. And I saw it in the theater, and like, the whole time I was like, is someone going to kill me? Is someone going to kill me? <laughs> Great. Unfortunately. Yeah. That um, is the reality. But like, oh, is he going to lose another hundred pounds too and talk about how he's exerting <laughs> willpower over eating saltine crackers? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have no interest. He's, got, he's a dad now. He needs to stop this. Is he a dad? Yeah, they have a kid. That's pretty, with um, Rooney Mara. Interesting. I don't like him as a father. God, imagine him. He seems like too much father. of a psycho. He, he's going to traumatize his kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Chad Michael Murray will star as Ted Bundy in American Boogeyman based on the untold story of the intrepid detective and rookie FBI profile who pursued the serial killer. Okay, f- a couple things. Uh, Clarence High School alum. Friend Chad of the Michael, family. Friend of the- <laughs> Shannon, if you're listening, friend of the friend family. Friend of the family. Uh, I won't be too harsh, I guess, but. I it's not him. even really the Chad Michael Murray of it all. It's more like it's why are we making another... It's the fact that there's 700 Ted Bundy shows. Because Ted Bundy's like the, in quotations, attractive one, right? Like all the all the people want to fuck him. He, Chad Michael Murray looks nothing like Ted Bundy. Yeah, I've seen that. And uh, What's-His-Face did, Zac Efron. They, he they had looked a little, like him kind a little of. bit. Yeah. That should have been the last one. After That's Zac Efron's, even though it wasn't good or anything, it should have been like, okay, we're done. Because they tried to make like one highbrow you know, Ted Bundy movie. And then I, no offense. I don't think Chad Michael Murray is going to pull it Hell off no. either. Hell no. I'm, I, I kind of wanted to come back though. After, uh, what's the one with Hillary Duff, the movie Cinderella, Cinderella story. story? I've never seen it. Gilmore girls. He's in season one of Gilmore girls. Oh, I wonder how much money he still makes from like all of his, like his one tree hill. Google run. It. Like I hate him. Um, Amazon purchased MGM Studios for $8.45 billion. billion. Uh, Some movies and shows that were acquired include James Bond, Rocky, Handmaid's Tale, Survivor, The Voice, Fargo, Shark Tank, Real Housewives. I think there's there's definitely a lot more than that, but those are just some that were listed. Uh, I mean, I love Rocky. Um, So this means it'll move on to Amazon Prime? I feel like that will probably be the eventual route. That kind of confuses me, so... The Real Housewives. So what? I mean, what confuses you? Like, is it going to be like how it was on Hulu? Now it's going to be on Amazon? I guess. I don't know. It's probably just going to be on Amazon Prime Streaming. I mean... Handmaid's Tale? How many more fucking seasons are we going to have I also just don't... I mean, obviously, it's it's not good when the multiple... Like, a few companies own, like, all the content. But it also makes some stuff more accessible to watch. So that's like the... You gotta pick one. No, so. because now we have Paramount and uh, Peacock. Paramount Plus and, and Peacock. Fucking everything else. I got a membership at Peacock, but really? to watch Mamma Mia. But uh, I kind of want to cancel it again. I got the trial to watch the Ted uh, to watch the John Wayne Gacy, and then I canceled it, and then I got it back to watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I so, want? Like I actually want like a long-standing thing to like stars and Showtime because sometimes they have those movies that you're looking for that you cannot find. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot I of guess, dramas. But it's like, but it's like you might as well just, you might as well just rent a movie once. The movie that you're trying mm, to find. Well, once. if you watch like two or three movies a month, and you get your money's worth. Yeah, I guess. You I don't know. There's just too many out. services. I know there is. Like I said, it's just they're just getting us again. It used to be cable. Now you have to get ten different <laughs> streaming services to get everything you want. Um, I just saw this morning. Had no idea that this was coming. Uh, this this was, I guess an idea or a thing that's coming to uh, fruition. There's a musical ad- adaptation of the devil wears Prada, which is set to make its world premiere on July 19th, 2022 at the James L. Uh, Nederlander theater in Chicago featuring music by Elton John. <laughs> I mean that it's going to be great. You got mm. music by Elton John. Whew. I know. Yeah. That's a cool combination. I'm interested. I'm never that excited about musicals, but I'd be interested in this. I mean, like I never like it's, it's interesting though, because I never, School of Rock, like, became a musical, and apparently it's great, but I could never watch, like, I would never go to see it, because, eh, maybe I would, but that's a lot to live up to, but that already has music in it, so, like, maybe this, it's hard, because, like, 
you're talking about two iconic performances. You got Jack Black as in School of Rock, and then you've got Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada, which are just hard to top. And it's gonna be it's just so different on a, as a musical theater actor than somebody on camera. I kind of just don't like these things though when they just keep doing iterations of the same thing. I'd rather just see something new because I already like the Devil Wears Prada. I don't like really want a musical version of it. I just I, mean, I if they didn't say featuring music by Elton John, I would be very doubtful of it. I but bet Lady Gaga will somehow claw her way into this. <laughs> Lady Gaga? Wait, isn't that is that um train movie out? What train? The action movie with Oh no, not yet. Okay, why did I, I can't wait to watch that one. Though. That? Lady Gaga's in that. Yeah. She was on the fucking Friends reunion. Do you see that? No, but Singing. I saw a headline that was like, Phoebe, Lady Gaga, cat song. And I was like, I, I Smelly hate my cat. Life. I hate my life. I hate that fucking show so much. But now there's people on Twitter who say that hating friends isn't a personality. Yeah, well, it's... Well, yeah, it fucking is on this podcast. I, I mean, I don't even think... I don't even think I, may, I like revolve my life around it. I just like... It's just like, man, that was peak comedy for some people. That's peak comedy for some people. It's just so bad. It's so fucking There's so many bad. better early Boy Meets World. I mean, that's later than, than Friends. I'd even take Sex in the City over Seinfeld, Friends. guys. I mean. The Big Bang. What about <laughs> Bazinga? Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Bazinga? Young Sheldon? Um, I'd watch Young Sheldon over <laughs> the Friends reunion. No, I think I'd watch. I think it's called Sheldon. True. Good point. Young Sheldon? Well, well if it was just a Sheldon spinoff. Sheldon. In his adult years, like house, house. Um, all right, I don't know why you put this in here. Uh, it just says Ryan Reynolds owns Mint Mobile? Question mark. Yeah, he owns like a telecommunications service. I saw him on a commercial for Mint Mobile. I was like, what the? Wait, fuck does he is own this? it though? He yeah. owns it. He was like, it's me, Ryan Reynolds. Now that I own Mint Mobile, I'm gonna make it even better. How's yeah, it gonna be key, better? I don't key know. People: David Glickman, uh, Rizwan Kasim, and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, they only have 150 employees. I, like I said, I kind of hate Ryan Reynolds. I got married on a plantation. Did he? (laughs) In like 2018, I feel like. (laughs) I, uh, the only thing I really like him in was, uh, what the fuck's it called? The movie where he's fat or whatever. No, I haven't even seen Just Friends. The movie where he's telling the stories about all the girl and like the ones he's going to meet uh definitely maybe is that oh, what it's called i know yeah you were talking what about the mm, i'm trying to think of a role i like him in uh definitely yeah it's definitely maybe what's your face was in it you know who's the new you know who's the new abigail breslin it's joey king Whatever. <laughs> or she was at least <laughs> yeah she uh man fucking. isn't abigail we talked about abigail breslin being in something Did you say like, abigail abigail <laughs> I think you said Abigail. <laughs> I know like, that you have perfect enunciation I don't, I just, at all times. What about Abigail Breslin? Being Isn't an adult in something? she going to be in something with yeah. Matt Damon, was it? Wasn't there drama coming out with oh, Matt Damon? I think the trailer came out for that, actually. Yeah, interesting. Okay. It's a lot of movie news A lot this of movie week. news. That's it. That's it. So uh, let's get into the Lighthouse review. I, I'm interested. I didn't look up anything afterwards in terms of interpretation because I wanted to like talk about yeah. like what actually because this is kind of similar to me as like a Black Swan thing where you're like what's real, what's fake. But all right. Yeah. All right, uh, also, just to note, if anyone has seen The Witch, uh, he Rob, Robert Eggers also directed The Witch. So that's his other A24 horror movie. He's the director of this. Yeah. So, The Lighthouse is a 2019 film directed and produced by Robert Eggers, who co-wrote the screenplay with his brother, Max Eggers. A gothic psychological horror film, it was an international co-production of the United States and Canada, with the film being shot in black and white with nearly square 1.19 aspect Aspect ratio. ratio, I don't know how to, like, say that properly, but yeah. (laughs) It's in, like, a square screen, basically. It stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two lighthouse keepers who begin to descend into madness when a storm strands them on the remote island where they are stationed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the movie opens with like really creepy, ominous music. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of seagulls squawking and like the sound <laughs> of the fog horn, which is so oh, creepy. Yeah. It's always blaring. Um, it's very unsettling. There's a boat pummeling through the water. There's two men on it. And then you see the lighthouse in the distance. I just wrote that like the foghorn sound is like really scary very annoying. To me. And and also like the movie when it's first shot, it almost feels silent, filmy in the way it's shot, like old, 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 old school. Like mm-hmm. the movements of the of the of the characters. I mean, obviously, it's not a silent film. Like there's music. Well, there's no dialogue till four minutes in. Yeah. So like, I, and that's why I thought I was like, is there gonna be like a little, little, little dialogue? But no. It, well, it, that's 
heavy dialogue. Oh no, movie. they got some heavy <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, so uh, interesting, interesting shot. I mean, the aspect ratio. Once you get into it, it doesn't really bother you. In the beginning, you're like, oh, it's kind of small. Cool to see this but, in theaters. Yeah. God, I saw. I think I saw this with Tom. The two probably one of the, yeah. This is one of the best movies I've seen in theaters. The very best was still Midsummer in theaters. Director's cut. I don't know if this would be best I've seen in theaters. Oh, nineteen. 1917. Oh, I hope they do a re-release. I'll watch that in theaters again. Holy fuck. I'd watch that in theaters again. Um, Okay, so for the plot summary, so essentially at the end, we find out they're both named Tom. Uh, So I'm just going to call the Robert Pattinson (laughs) character is going to be Ephraim. I I think it's Ephraim, but he calls him Ephraim. (laughs) Ephraim. Winslow. Okay, so Robert Pattinson is is Ephraim, and then Willem Dafoe is Tommy. But you don't find out his name for a while. I'm probably going to fuck this up. But anyway, so... uh, Okay, so... Ephraim or whatever Ephraim. I'm just gonna call him Ephraim because okay. for some reason that's what's coming to my mind. Ephraim. He's going to the kitchen. There's like no dialogue and like the yeah. first word is just ow. Like he rattles. <laughs> oh yeah, he hits his he head. Around. Yeah. He goes into his like room. He sees uh, that the mysterious captain is just like casually peeing. There's just like a lot of gross like eight or eighteen hundred shit. Humor. Like there's also just like a, there's later where there's just a pot of shit. Ugh, I know. They like, said that they based that off of a scene from The Big Lebowski or something. Oh, there was know. like that X-ray thing popping up on Amazon when I watched it, oh. and I would have usually taken down the facts, but I, I was really last minute today, unfortunately, so I couldn't look at the facts. But I'd be curious to see about the little um, trivia that they offer. They have so much for Harry Potter on those. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just like a lot of cringe hygiene humor. But what time period is this? It's like early. I think it's early 1800. Or hold on, I think it's I think early it's 1800s. Early, what you think it's early 1900s yeah maybe that's it uh keep going 1800s would be way different attire i feel like either 1800s yeah uh keep going i'll find it okay so no, 1890s yeah okay. that's what so the All late right, 1800s. So 1800s okay um so in like his mattress Ephraim finds a mermaid doll like shoved in it yeah and he's like rubbing its chest with his thumb, and he's kind of fixated on. It. He put he puts it in his jacket. And he keeps it. There's a lot of shots of just like Ephraim just shoveling coal yeah, into Pattinson the fire, just being a, like a sexy blue collar guy with his like overalls and no shirt on. Yeah, a lot of just sounds of machinery and like the foghorn, the coal, the smoke. Like there's just yeah. like a lot of like. And some of the shots in the beginning remind me of like a World War II documentary, like in all black and white, just the way that's the way it feels like almost like a almost like a Holocaust documentary. It's like mm-hmm. not in the way in tone or anything like that, but just the way just aesthetically, that's what it kind of looks like. So then the first dinner scene is when uh, Wait, Willem no. Dafoe. Did what? you skip his first fart? <laughs> okay, I just don't want to cover the farts. No, but just I like, can't. But just like there's like barely yes. any dialogue. You look at the, 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 I mean, they both share a room. These disgusting like yeah. twin cots. And then I just wrote Dafoe just letting off a toot with no regards for humanity. Well, I tried That's to cover a, that with it's hygiene a theme, humor. It's a theme for throughout the movie. Yeah, this movie has, it removes it, it like is really uncomfortable because it makes things very close together like sex and like hygiene and mm-hmm. death are all really closely aligned like there's really no boundary Your between God that damn farts um it's very <laughs> weird mixing of uh borders in this movie um so yeah so then there's like the first dinner scene which where willem dafoe also just like the dialogue work and the accent work in this movie yeah. is so good i and i said just said there's nobody who's better at looking more miserable than pattinson in this fucking movie like there's some times where his face is just like like dead there's nothing behind it look like a like a healthy a hefty meal to me at the dinner he's table. a good actor like oh, Robert pattinson? Pattinson, yeah, yeah. They yeah. played really well with each other. DeVoe is really good. I yeah. mean, he's fun. he gave me Captain Barbosa vibes a little bit <laughs> in the beginning from Pirates, but as it went on, like he became his own character. But I was like, he kind of speaking like Captain Barbosa. He's kind of like the same like speech as well. But he's yeah, captain. he's um, got a lot of we- I mean, a lot of lingo that you would have no idea what they're talking about. But he, you usually find it from like context clues. It's kind of just more of a tonal. Like, you can just sort of, like, you don't really necessarily have to get what exactly. every word of what yeah. he's saying, but it's sort of like the message is delivered with a theme. Yeah. So he gives this, like, prayer before every meal. He says, should pale death with treble dread make the ocean caves our bed? God who hears to the surges roll, deign to save our suppliant, suppliant soul. To four weeks. And then 
It's supposed to be only four weeks, which yeah. so, so seems way longer. Ephraim refuses to drink because he thinks it's against the rules. <laughs> yeah, there's apparently there's like the lighthouse guard rules manual. So he's like, it's against the rules to drink like on the job. So yeah, this is like the first power play. The whole the whole movie is a power play dynamic <laughs> in like a really unsettling way. And Defoe, it was like you need to basically like you need to Defoe Defoe alphas him for the most of the movie. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but um, which like Battenson's a lot taller, a lot like he could just destroy, like kill him. Honestly, yeah. But. So at the um, like he drinks when he goes to get water. What what is it that he spits it out? Is it just like well water, like gross water? Maybe. That's what I thought. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, so he goes to get water to like cheers, and he spits it out. And uh, I just wrote, "There's a lot of work to be done." Defoe is <laughs> no, truly so <laughs> gross. Yeah. Um, and like Defoe is obsessed with. I'm just gonna call him Defoe, whatever. Yeah. Defoe is obsessed with the lighthouse, and he yeah. says the light is mine. He's territorial, <laughs> very territorial over the light. Uh, yeah. He refers to it as like a woman, basically, mm-hmm. and yeah, just like the constant foghorn is just yeah. Imagine just being alone on that <laughs> island, and that's all you hear. <laughs> this is where I wrote, "He wants to fuck the lighthouse?" Question. <laughs> it's a phallic. Figure. Yeah, it's a phallic structure. So there's a, a really cool shot of the lighthouse just like blaring in the distance that they show. It's like a very, I mean, it's bleak, but it's like there's a lot of cool nature, like the seas crashing. Mm-hmm. It's very the like, sea almost doesn't look like the sea the way they shoot it. It's yeah. like almost doesn't look real. But I think there was some information. I know I remember reading something about like the island they shot it on or something. Mm. I'll have to look into that. Um, they have like a really cool shot of the camera rising upwards inside the lighthouse. Um, and like when uh, Thomas, Willem Dafoe, he, he's in the lighthouse, he gets naked and he just stares into the light <laughs> and he says, to ye be beauty. <laughs> um, but it does a good job of like showing the lighthouse as enchanting and hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Ephraim wanders out to the sea in the dead of night and he sees a body in the water and then he sees a mermaid, logs. but more like a, a siren. He sees logs. Yeah, he sees the logs, which you probably don't really know what that you don't is know. until at, you... At this point, you don't know anything yeah. about it, yeah. Um, And so he's like, is this where he's like groping the siren or is that later? The siren? The mermaid. Uh Oh, and like jerking off to it? That's no, later. it's like there's a woman that appears, but whatever. He sees like a mermaid. He sees like a body in the water, and then he wakes up, and there's water dripping just, on his ugh, face. Which would be a terrible way to wake up. Holy shit. Then there's just more like... Labor. Basically labor. the whole it's movie... the monotony the, of labor. The first like probably half of this movie is just Defoe telling him to do other things around the house. Like and telling him that he doesn't do it right every single time he does yeah. it. Yeah, and then like they made a reference later to how the log job was harder than this job. I was like, no, there's no way that a job could be harder than this job. Just carrying around coal and oh just my, like yeah. dragging oil. Well, I guess he got too big of an oil thing yeah. upstairs. But so then like... Um, Ephraim is fixing the shingles on the house and he, he's like, he sees Defoe, like, it's unclear if he's masturbating or like humping he's the humping bed. He's humping something. Like, he's humping something on the bed. Like, yeah. he's jerking off He's in doing a different something. Way. And like, he's just like staring at him. And he's like, oh. There's a lot of creepy voyeurism yeah. in this movie. Um, so then a seagull appears during, uh, Ephraim's work day and then, um, yeah, that's all I wrote for the sequel. Why was there something you wanted to say? No, I just think Defoe is such a troll in this movie. Like a troll, yeah. like almost like an internet troll. Just the way he like harasses Pattons and it's so funny. Like everything he does, he just gives him like he gives him some sort of like side comment. Yeah, it's interesting though because mm, well, this folds into more like the end of the movie, but like he only gets bad really when Ephraim makes him bad in a way. Like you don't necessarily think of him as as evil. You just think of him as annoying. Yeah, yeah, he's just annoying. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So Ephraim's day is just essentially carrying heavy things, dragging things, <laughs> shoveling things, all like in the rain and everything. He's carrying a barrel up the stairs of the lighthouse, and he like tries to go inside. And Defoe is like, "No, you can't answer." Any, and he, he says, "You're too slow. Are you a dullard?" And then he slams the door. He goes, "Fool me." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, another dinner scene the same prayer uh like willem dafoe wants to talk but ephraim is like i ain't much for talking what is that accent though what is this? Yeah, his like accent is weird like dafoe's accent makes sense but like pattinson's accent is interesting was he up in canada he said like he was up in yeah. canada for the lumber job or whatever but tired uh, of your stories like what is this <laughs> vibe? 
Well, somebody said that movie, The Devil, all the time. He's in that too, and mm-hmm. somebody was like, he has a wild Southern accent in that too. It's almost similar. to I that. think this accent was good. Like, it was I fine. think it fit for like the time, and I. I didn't like it. listen to it and be like, this doesn't fit. But it fit for like the character. I don't know. Like, it made sense to me that he had that accent for some reason. Yaint, yaint. I hate like all the, <laughs> the lingo. <laughs> Uh, and then I think Defoe says boredom makes men to villains, which is also kind of interesting because it is sort of a movie about boredom. Do we think that uh, that's Defoe's real hair? The beard and stuff? Like his hair. Maybe. His hair is pretty big. I think big. they showed like pictures of him when he was growing up. Oh. The beard. I think it might have been. Hmm. He has an interesting face. Doldrums, doldrums. <laughs> so we find out that the last lighthouse helper went mad and did you died. miss did you miss the what, what happens at the dinner table did these sucker did, that's the punching yeah did that no, ha- that's when that's they later? start getting drunk oh stuff. okay, yeah, okay. That's later. Yeah. it's hard to tell the time yeah. apart in this like what happens because it's really repetitive yeah so yeah we find out the last lighthouse helper went mad and died and he believed the lighthouse was enchanted and Ephraim, Ephraim, whatever the fuck his name, he, he was like, I don't believe you. Mm. And then... But he also referenced a lot of the things that Pattinson was already seeing. Yeah. Like, he was like, the old lighthouse guy, he saw mermaids, he saw, like, like all the stuff. Yeah. Siren. He saw basically saw everything that Pattinson was, like, kind of starting to see. Yeah. So... So then... Defoe says that Ephraim should leave seagulls alone, and he's yeah. like, "It's bad luck to kill a seabird." <laughs> it's bad luck and to kill a seabird. Ephraim's like, he doesn't believe him, and then Willem's like, "It's bad luck to kill a seabird." He throws a cup at him. <laughs> uh, so then Ephraim he adds a little bit of a new routine into his day. He's furiously masturbating with a figurine in the shed, which that, to me oh, I thought that was like, later. No, that's after that. I mean, that's what I wrote. Mm. Um, okay. Are no, sh- there's two scenes of when oh, he's masturbating. Okay. I must have the, first the first one is one. just his routine. He's just masturbating, which oh, like, okay. I don't know. I feel like you could just conjure an image in your head without looking at looking a at a mermaid, <laughs> mermaid figurine. But like, yeah. obviously, he has like a fixation with the mermaid. Um, and then he goes out and he sees a naked Defoe at the top of the lighthouse, or he like thinks he sees it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like when he comes back in the house, uh, Defoe is hassling him about not doing his duties properly because he sees like a spot <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and when Ephraim's like, I cleaned it. He's, yeah, like, he's like, how dare you contradict me, you dog? <laughs> you swab like it because I says you will. Swab dog, swab. Like, swab dog, swab. <laughs> like I said, I, because, because like Pattinson could literally like, you see them standing next to each other, and Pattinson's got a probably a clear six inches on Defoe. Like he could just like kill. I mean, he literally could have killed him right there. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, he could have. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, he they're they're doing the subdom yeah. um, thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's basically like basically just like you're not doing anything right. But it's also unclear if Ephraim is doing all the things he needs to do. Like I think he is kind of lying about how much he's doing. Maybe because he's like constantly jerking off <laughs> we don't know um, how long he's taking a jerk off then there's a scene where like uh defoe is like kind of holding up Ephraim while he's painting the lighthouse and then he just yeah. like drops him <laughs> to the ground he made he, there's a funny yell when he when he drops him i remember but yeah he he like he's painting and he's lowering him down and then he lowers him too fast and the rope breaks and he falls yeah on and the then ground. like a seagull's pecking at his leg yeah which is foreshadowing mm-hmm. um so Willem Dafoe, he keeps like a record of the lighthouse locked in his desk and Ephraim like wants he to He keeps get in wanting there. to look, yeah. He yeah. keeps wanting to see it. We find out finally that Ephraim is whatever Robert Pattinson's name, because they don't have names for a really long time. Yeah. Oh, he says that's what his name is. Mm-hmm. Ephraim Winslow. And uh, we find out it's Tom Wake. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then This Tom, is the first night they get drunk, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because Tom is asking Ephraim why he wants to work there. And he seems kind of like accusatory of like why anyone will want this shitty job. So then Ephraim says he worked at, I think this is where he's saying he used to work at like a logging place yeah. and that he wants to save money. He's worked a lot of kind of kinds of jobs, maybe sort of implying that he has like a shifty past, but he just wants to like save money and be done basically. Like how much can you make in four weeks though? Well, he said, I think he, maybe they do it multiple times mm-hmm. a year. I don't know. Yeah. Cause you can make like a good amount of money for back then. Uh, in a year, I guess. So I would assume like you probably do it a couple times, maybe like a rotation. Yeah. So then Ephraim asks why it's bad luck to kill a gull, and Defoe says seagulls have the souls of dead sailors in them. And he's also knitting. Is he knitting? Oh, <laughs> he was like knitting that. in the background. Uh, so then, yeah, more of uh, Ephraim ritualistically masturbating. He goes up to the lighthouse, and he hears like 
Willem Dafoe like babbling and like maybe jerking off. Yeah. He sees like goo oh, and tentacles. Yeah, it's it's cum. But it's a it's a okay. It's just a yeah. It, I mean, it basically, I don't want to like, get too in the weeds you, here, but the consistency is a little. <laughs> I mean, it's it like looked, tentacle goo. Yeah, though. it's like tentacle because it's like tentacle goo, but also cum. Like you hear him go, like you hear him just go, like, Ugh, and then it's just like, it's like, what else is it? Ooh, there's like, okay, but why would you stand underneath the grated yeah. thing when someone's jerking off over you? <laughs> there's a lot of questions there. Uh, so then he goes to get water, and the water's coming out as like black sludge. Yeah. So he goes to see like the water well. Bird. There's a dead seagull in mm-hmm. the sludge. <laughs> And then when he's like trying to like fix it, another seagull comes up to him. He takes the seagull he, by the neck, and he like brutalizes he, the seagull. He just keeps throwing it against the well. Like oh he God. beats, the, he goes to town on this fucking seagull. Yeah. Oh so that was God. against you know Willem Dafoe's advice. So then the wind picks up and storms coming. Ephraim is supposed to leave the following day. I think they're both supposed to leave. No, it's the last night. Yeah. So yeah. they're both supposed to leave. Ephraim. They're chugging. They're yeah, chugging. He, they they're fi- he finally agrees to drink since yeah. he thinks he's going to be it's yeah. his old day. They're talking about women. And like I think Willem Dafoe is explaining his leg injury. That he broke yeah. it. Something about like a Catholic nun. Mm-hmm. And then he says his name is Thomas Wake. Okay. So this is where he says his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the next day, it's like storming out. Ugh, this is where the he, next like, morning, the they wake up. Out. They're like hungover. They're like yeah. laying on the ground, like fucking super drunk. And then, yeah, they t- ugh, they take the bucket. Basically, they shit and piss and just bucket. Ugh. Like not even big Barely, buckets. Though. Like they're tiny. Like not big pots. Whoa. And then he has to take it out to the sea and then he throws it out the sea and it gets all over his face. Yeah. He just screams. <laughs> but like, why would you have to go all the way out to the sea? I don't know. Poop's just fertilizer. I think they just wanted that scene to reference yeah. the Big Lebowski apparently. So. Oh God, it looks so disgusting. That's disgusting. But yeah, so then he's just like, it's furiously raining and he's carrying the coal and he thinks he sees, oh, this is where he thinks yeah. he sees the mermaid on shore and he he's first he's like very excited by it mm-hmm. and then he like kind of feels her up and then I think he sees like her gills and stuff and he yeah he, and, and then she, he freaks out he freaks right? out she's like doing the siren scream like the high-pitched yeah. screen and, and then the way he, the way he climbs away and runs away from this yeah <laughs> on the rocks he's like waddling back and forth <laughs> and then the foghorn is going and I think that is that where he's like screaming while the foghorn's going I think I yeah. think so so then he's go he's kind of going off the rails and I, I love the shot they show of just Ephraim and Tom just standing in the rain together. Well, because then Tom doesn't co- Tom come over and goes the damps got to the provisions. Isn't yeah, that what I like, think so. Basically saying the water got to the food. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no one's coming. The, the water is getting ruined, and then apparently weeks have gone by since they missed the ship, and Ephraim thinks it's only been a day. Okay, so this is where I was very confused. Like, this is where I'm like, okay, who's doing what? Who's the shitty person? Who's the good person? Because, yeah, like, Tom Tom is, like, almost fucking with the, uh, the other Tom, mm-hmm. or Ephraim at this point, being like, I told you to start rationing, but, mm-hmm. like, he didn't start rationing. So that's actually, like, because I was like, didn't the storm just start? Like, I was confused. Yeah. So, like, did, did, like, weeks actually pass, or was it actually a day? Well, you I don't thought, know. There's no answer to because it. Because <laughs> I almost thought that Tom was just fucking with him, just to, like, make him think he was going mad. He could have been. That's why I'm like, mm. because he because he's like, the, it, when you're watching the movie, you're under the impression that the storm just started. But then Tom is like, it's been a few weeks, we're supposed to ration our food, I told you to, and you never did. It's weird. It's very strange. Yeah. So then, like, this is where Ephraim is, like, he's just now getting hammered all the time. He's an alcoholic at this point. Like, yeah. Like, barely functioning. And then they have, like, a lot of, this is where, like, a lot of the weird manic scenes are happening. Yeah. So it'll, like, they have this one part where they're staring at each other, and Ephraim goes, what? And then what? Defoe goes, what? what? And like, what? 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 <laughs> and this is the part, this is the, and then Thomas Defoe goes, or uh, De- uh, Ephraim goes, if I had a steak. I would fuck I it. want a steak. I want a goddamn steak. <laughs> I would fuck it. <laughs> and then, like, they have this weird, like, domestic dispute because he says Defoe he is mad that he doesn't like his cooking. He's really hurt by it. He's like, you don't like me cooking. Hurt. And this, and then, and then when uh, when uh, Ephraim goes, no, I don't like your cooking. Defoe goes on like the a most monologue. ridiculous monologue. It was it was incredible. Like using words that you'd have no idea like what what's going on. Basically, like almost he cursing him. him. It almost kind of reminded me like of a performance where like almost like when Kaluuya is, is giving his Judas and the Black Messiah speech, like they both had like their amazing monologues, like uh, Pattinson has one later. And then at the end of it, he's just like, okay, I have it your way. I like your cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, it. they do this cool thing with the camera angles where
where like they'll shoot Defoe from above, so it looks yeah. like he's huge, and they they do that with Robert Pattinson too. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Ephraim is like becoming more obsessed with getting into the lighthouse. He tries mm-hmm. to like sneak in with a butter knife, and it breaks. So then he goes to like Tom's cabinet. He realizes the key isn't there, and he realizes it's with Tom while he's sleeping, and he just like. He takes he it? He hovers over him. No, he him. doesn't take it, yeah. He kind of like starts pointing the butter knife at his neck. You think he's going to kill him. And, and then, then he, he wakes up. He opens his eyes and all he says foe. is, queer way to wear your shoes. <laughs> like he had to know that he was trying to kill him. Maybe. But like, there's no way. He was literally like hovering over him. Their eyes locked it. Queer way to wear your shoes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's walking around with just his socks on yeah. not to wake him up. So then Ephraim <laughs> is drunk all the time. And like mm-hmm. this is a scene that's like, kind of it's pretty fucked up he's like masturbating but he's also seeing flashes of like the back of a blonde boy's head he's seeing yeah. trees there he sees himself drowning mm-hmm. um just like and like he does see himself like having sex with the mermaid yeah. just like a lot of weird things are mixing is this together the part where he like he licked the rain outside he's <laughs> like our pants is outside like, after. just like manically yeah like but licking he, the... he breaks the statue and then he like st- yeah. <laughs> was it with the knife it's already broken oh yeah <laughs> um and then okay he gets like he sees like a dead person in the crate that he's pulling he sees the head he right. sees the head of the of the former but it's unclear if that's real though yeah like i said it's it's hard to say what's real or what's not but basically the guy who was the former like first mate kind of guy mm-hmm. he was one-eyed right that's what he I was described so, yeah. as so when uh pattinson is pulling up like a lobster uh trap he the head's in there like mm-hmm. the head of the guy is in there yeah. So. So then Ephraim and Tom are like continuously getting drunk together, and this is they're where just they like just, manic psychopaths, both of them at this. They point. They're first just like dancing really fast, <laughs> and then they're slow dancing together, and they yeah. almost kiss. And Defoe is like singing to him while they yeah, do. and they almost kiss, and then they like it's and then they it. have like a fist. <laughs> so since like they're so close to kissing, they have to like go the complete opposite. So they start beating each other up. It's uh, very weird. Mm-hmm. And so then Ephraim reveals his name to be. Thomas or Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, uh, what's his last name? Oh, good question. I have no, I can't even remember. Um, Har- something with an H, right? Yeah, something like that. Okay, I can't find it right now. But his name is Tom as well. Um, so then, like, for <laughs> well, Defoe's like, don't be spilling any of your beans to me. I think he can sense that he wants to like confess something because yeah. he's like, where'd you get the name Ephraim? Yeah, and you, there's also a part before that where. Pattinson's really drunk. It's mm-hmm. it's a while back. I forgot to mention like it. You keep nagging. And he's talking fine. about he's talking about Foreman Winslow. Like he's almost talking. You think at the point that he's talking in third person. Yeah. But it's actually obviously he took somebody else's name. Yeah. He's like he keeps nagging me and stuff. Yeah. He's like he keeps um, nagging me, nagging me. Oh, okay. So it's Thomas Howard. Is Thomas Howard. Name. Okay. So then. Um, he like tells a story about how it's. I kind of was like unclear of what actually happened. Like they're driving something and like he was with Ephraim, and then he he wanted to kill him, but he slipped. No, they were on logs. I think they were doing something on logs. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much, but they're on logs. I think the dude, the foreman Winslow, slipped. He fell in the water. He fell in something where he was about to die. And uh, Pattinson, like, wanted to kill him, mm-hmm. but he didn't do it, but he didn't save him either. So he basically killed him. Yeah. Because he could have saved him. Because they had this shot showing him briefly of him, like a flashback of him coming up behind his head with, like, a huge yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah, he took his name and, and, like, he just basically wanted to start over, um, which is kind of fucked up to, like, take the yeah. person's name that you killed. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of uh, similar to Mad Men. Yeah, so then, yeah, so he says that, and then there's, like, the echoing of, like, Willem Dafoe. Why'd you spill your your beans, beans, Tommy? Tommy. Yeah, they do that, like, it's just repeating over and over again. Like, it's echoing in the lighthouse. It's echoing outside. Um, And then, like, uh, Tommy, he runs away, and then he sees himself on the ground. Like, he sees what he thinks is his previous boss on the ground, but it's him. I think, yeah. And then there's this really cool image of, like, Willem Dafoe <laughs> naked. It's gotta be referencing a painting, It's I almost think. like a god, like, almost like a renaissance painting. Right, and he's got, he's naked, and he has, like, beams of light yeah. coming out of his eyes. And he's, like, Pattinson, like, kneeling down to him or something like that. Yeah, it's a really cool, I'll probably post it on social media. Besides the fact that Dafoe is naked, it's a pretty cool yeah. photo. So <laughs> then, like, shot. 
Ephraim like really wants to escape now and <laughs> he's going sorry. to the boat. There's like a lifeboat yeah. in like a shack. Which, and how are you going to get out with that? <laughs> yeah, and it's like storming. So yeah. it's like, it could be impossible. And then Tom comes up with an axe. He's like, don't leave me. And he smashes the he boat. smashes the axe, boat. Oh. Which is just but like, then after that, Defoe tries to make Tom think that he did it. Yeah. Defoe goes, he goes, he's like, you smashed, like when I was trying to leave and you smashed up the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who did actually did it, or is he just trying to fuck with him? I think he's just trying to fuck. I think with well, him. it's also like trying to fuck with the viewers. Well, yeah, the horror movie that too. Um, okay, so then Ephraim he accuses Tom of killing his, the last lighthouse guy, and he mm-hmm. curses. He says like, "You cursed him with this mermaid trinket, but I broke it." And mm-hmm. so then like it de-escalates again, and then they run out of alcohol, so they start drinking like it's oil? called it's called monkey pump. Ooh. So they they just both yell monkey pump, and what it is. Um, it's a, it's a historical nautical slang for a straw inserted through a gimlet hole into a cask of liquor for taking surreptitious sips of the contents. So it's, I think it's like almost like stronger than moonshine. Like, I think it's like straight lick, like it's like straight liquor. I mean, it's it's like like, oil though, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're just like gagging on it as they're drinking it, but I would imagine that would like probably almost fucking kill you. By drinking too much of that, for sure. So then they have, like, their one last crazy drunken night. They're going mm-hmm. crazy. The storm breaks the windows. The next morning, the house is, like, disgusting. Oh, yeah. And it's, well, it's flooded. Yeah, like, in the first flooded. floor, it's flooded. He wakes up. He, he pukes and, and pukes. pees it's into disgusting. the water he's standing in. Yeah. But then he finds Tom's book floating around, <laughs> yeah. and he sees that like the whole time Tom has Tom been giving him poor reviews, like, and he wants to take notes. his pay. <laughs> Tom, every single day, he just writes those like, today he's slacked off. Well, you don't he know this at this in. point, he, yeah. but like he, Robert Pattinson's looking at it, like you see his eyes, like he's getting so mad. And this is his moment. Yeah. On, so on then he gives Defoe. like the monologue of the yeah. year. He's like, I'm sick of your stories. <laughs> and he, he just like has like, your goddamn farts. <laughs> You're yeah. like right. You stink like rotten dick, like curdled Ugh. foreskin. It's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. It's just very weird. You're and he a says liar. you're not my father. You're not yeah. my like. There's just like a lot of weird conflation of. Oh, and, and then uh, yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, keep going. Keep going. Um. Oh yeah. So then, what were they get into a fight? <laughs> yeah, they get into a fight. There's a part where Defoe says to Pattinson. Pattinson starts crying, and uh, and uh, it might be later. It might be like later than this, but Defoe goes. Boo, boo, look at you crying. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, get into a fight. And Ephraim, like, punches him, the shit out of him. He basically almost, he's like, you're killing me. You're yeah, killing he me. says, like, you're killing me. And then he says, like, roll over. And he starts telling then him Then Then they start like doing a, a sub-dom act, basically. Well, it's like, you know, like, like a when dog you see those people, thing. Like, I know what pup black. play is, Angelo. Yeah. God, don't try to school me. <laughs> the kink community the kink would never. <laughs> but, yeah, they do... I wouldn't say it's necessarily the, like he well Defoe's been calling him a dog, dog the whole so, time yeah. <laughs> so it's a power play because he hates him he wants to like yeah. which is weird because like Defoe goes along with it he I think he's just he must be just scared at that point I mean because he literally really killed scared. him to the point of death yeah. and then Defoe uh, Tom's like yeah roll over they put like a leash on him they go outside he tells Defoe to dig mm-hmm. and then they throw he throws, throws the foe uh, in the hole. Yeah, and then he's just like burying him alive. Basically, still talking the whole he's time. He's throwing, which buried. is a crazy shot. Like he's like laying there. You don't see Pattinson mm-hmm. throwing the dirt. You're just looking straight at the foe laying in the hole, and he's just talking. And then slowly, more dirt is getting like poured on his face and yeah, his, his mouth. mouth. Uh, and then he just stops talking. Yeah. So then, like Ephraim realizes he still has the keys on him, so he like rips the keys off the body. Mm-hmm. He goes. I back thought inside. he almost had like a second. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. But he goes back inside to like get a cigarette, and then I can really use me smokes. <laughs> and then Tom comes up with an axe. And he goes, well, "The no, light because... belongs to me." <laughs> yeah, he, he somehow gets like, out, like lives. Out. He gets. Yeah. I just wrote he gets a second wind. Like yeah. he just like gets up. He runs with an axe, axe, and then uh, somehow Pattinson gets the axe and just actually kills him this time. Yeah, like, well, for, he like him stabs him in the arm. Yeah, yeah. Tom true. stabs. Ephraim in the arm and then he axes his face in, in return. <laughs> yeah, because he has the keys to upstairs. Like, yeah. So he could go up and, and look, look at it. So he finally goes to the top of the lighthouse and he goes to like the actual light and he opens it and there's like a door in it. There's a door and then you just see Pattinson's face covered in blood. Yeah. And just staring and then he's like, 
going crazy. Well, he kind of goes like first it looks like it's like pleasure yeah. and then that turns into ecstasy and then it seems like it turns into like pain and then yeah. like fear. Mm-hmm. And like he starts laughing at first and then screaming and then it's like really weird distortion. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then he falls all the way down the lighthouse. <laughs> Whatever's in there just pushes him down the stairs right. the entire way. He falls all the way down and then the last shot shows his naked body. Him getting plucked apart by like seagulls. His naked body in the beach getting yeah. plucked apart by uh, seagulls. Um, yeah, I mean, really good movie. It's just like I don't know what. Again, I was like, I don't know what was real, what was fake. Kind of like it's kind of I guess it's kind of the point. But like, who is mad? Is basically like what you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. at some points. It's like, well, is Defoe mad? Is Ephraim mad? They, or how mad is he? Like, what is real? I know I there's know. a lot of stuff with... I haven't looked into this in a while. I read a lot about it after I saw it in theaters, which was like two years ago. And I think there was a lot of Greek mythology references maybe yeah. in it. He, um, he Yeah, he uh, references like Neptune and... St. Elmo and, and stuff. Yeah, and um, um, Trident, you know, all that shit. Yeah, I mean, they obviously have the same name. So, like, there could be an argument that, like, they're the same person. Oh. Like... Well, because Ephraim comes in with guilt, and like the whole thing is about him trying to suppress Russell his guilt. Russell with his guilt and the yeah. guilt, and, and Defoe is the guilt trying to come out. Mm, well, it's like nagging him. Yeah. He's a nag. Maybe that's what oh, it is. Oh, interesting. You're always nagging me and <laughs> he really, bothering he me. He really is, though. Oh, he's so good at being a pest in this movie. Like, <laughs> everything he says just made me laugh. Like, because it would just be like, because I can imagine myself in that scenario. I was like, you're doing all this work. <laughs> The guy comes up behind you, and he's just like, oh, and he's got the lingo, the accent. Oh, yeah, that was really good performances by those it's two. It's a good, like, homoerotic sort of. <laughs> well, it's almost just like, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's also about, like, monotony, and like I said, the, the physical labor aspect of it, like, is interesting, and also just if you were just there with one other person, that person becomes multiple roles to you, mm-hmm. but... It's definitely a really weird movie. Weird as fuck. <laughs> Imagine writing the script for that. Yeah, and the swab, be- dog. <laughs> swab, dog, swab. In the beginning, I was like, "Am I gonna hate this?" And then, like, as it started going on, and like they were actually talking, um, it was, it was, you know, the, as the dialogue started picking up, it, it was a lot better. Um, without the foe and Pattinson, I don't know if this movie works um, really that well. Yeah, I. It's one of those movies, like, watching it a second time was good, but it's kind of not really a movie you want to rewatch necessarily. Like, I think it's a good movie, I think to... I could see myself rewatching it to try to catch things I missed, right. but... Like, but, yeah, like, it's not, like, a, a dramatic movie, like, Prisoners or something where I could rewatch it there's a no, lot. Like, climb, there's no, like, significant climax. There's a lot of, like, repetitive scenes, yeah. uh, but not in a bad way. It's just, like, a lot... Of, it's just, it's the same scene. It's almost like a, like a Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, or what was that other movie we watched with, like, a small... It's like a very small set almost. Mm. Like you see the same recurring, you know, uh, set pieces and I don't yeah. know, shots. So um, yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting movie, and I and there's just so few well acted, well thought out horror movies. So it's like up there definitely. Would you consider this horror? I consider it, yeah, horror. I mean, it's almost a th- like a psychological. It's a psych- well, yeah, that still fits into horror. Yeah. I mean, technically, like, a lot of... Like, I don't really care about straight-up, like, ghost movies. Like, those are never good. Um, Like, when I think about, like, a good horror movie, obviously, I'm thinking, like, Midsommar, Misery. um, Misery, yeah. What's it called? You've never seen The Shining, right? No. We should do that for next Halloween. The Shining. It's a long time for me. That's a good movie. But, yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I like... there is It's very artistic. But I give it an 8.4. I give it 8.2. I was close to giving it, like... high sevens but uh i liked it i mean i definitely liked it a lot um like i said it's really the the, really the performances really carried it over the top for me like there's just a lot of there's just like a lot of intentionally but unintentionally funny lines um and defoe is just like i'd have to go back and look to see like who if he was nominated and like who he was up against if so and like decide like did he like lose out on that because he did I mean, it was awesome. And Pattinson was good, too. But Well, just based on the wiki page, there's a few things it brings up. It brings up psychoanalysis, said that Eggers was heavily influenced by the work of Carl Jung. Mm. Um, they do literally say the lighthouse is supposed to be like an erect penis, which, yeah, obviously. Um, Winslow displays an Oedipal fixation on his boss, giving his simultaneous fear and admiration of him, father-son dynamic. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because he does want his validation. They're basically on also... the brink of being friends and killing each other, like the entire, like the second half of the movie, it feels like. Yeah, and then he brings up some stuff about mythology, alcoholism, obviously. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And then there's something about andro-eroticism, um, which it's like a big thing, so I don't really have time to explain this right now but yeah like the, i would definitely if you let like if you watch this movie definitely like read about it um i definitely read about it a lot oh I, you know what it said it was something referencing an edgar Allan poe fragment called the lighthouse so yeah there's yeah. like a lot of stuff this guy obviously thought about it a lot which is cool it's just a very artistic movie people who are attracted to masculinity yeah androsexual right that's what it's done. Interesting. What I, well, yeah, uh, I'm just curious. And uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, it's in Nova Scotia. That's a good, yeah, good location. Um, yeah, really interesting movie. Okay, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, 8.2, 8.4. We have to release like uh, some, I, eventually I have to compile all of our ratings from all these. I just <laughs> neglected, to, I should have done it as we were doing it, but I've got to start doing that. Maybe I'll do that this weekend, um, which will take forever, but. And then just put out the ratings, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, using a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> love spreadsheets. And uh, yeah, so that's it. I don't know what we're doing next week. Uh, I know we got to get Dinky back some point this month for Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. And we got episode, well, Cruella. I guess we have to do Cruella at some point. We should have probably done it today, but. Yeah, well, mm, I know. But we have to think if we want to go to the theater or if we want to just, we might as well. Oh, we can just buy it at home. We can just buy it on Disney and then just fucking write the notes at home. But this is not solving the problem no, of in I the know. future there we're, will be good movies that we will want to see. We're never going to be able to solve theaters. this. We're never going to be able to solve it. I don't know how people can do it. Can we transcribe? Can we get the... like Russian bootlegs no. from people like? Well, there's going to be things I'm going to want to see in theaters. No, I though. know. I just we're not. There's no way we're going to be able to do it unless you want to bring a pen, pad, and paper. But then I wouldn't really even be able to see. <laughs> what if I bring like a little reading flashlight? No. <laughs> yeah, people would love that. I don't know how. how uh, do so that. yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Corolla next week, and then we got episode sixty. So maybe we have to bring back fucking Alley or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we have to figure out like a good movie to watch. So for sixty. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it. Um, you know, remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Play, etc. Rate and review us on any platform that allows you to rate and review us. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's it. I do want to do that TikTok, I think, of like... Right, we, but the thing is, like, where are we going to do it? Because our, our space is so small. Where would you not hear me if I'm quoting something? You could go... I mean, you could go... Oh, yeah, that's true. It'd be, it, maybe outside. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tough. But there's a, there's a good TikTok of, like, this these two girls. I think they might be they're either friends or sisters. And, like, one of them... Basically, one of them goes in the room. They say a line from a movie and then they go back together they tell the other person okay it was from school of rock and the other person has to say say the line what that they, they thought, thought they thought they be, said yeah. i think that'd be pretty funny um so yeah that's it uh yeah and then i guess we'll we'll see you next week for episode 59 bye